Hello and welcome to The Great British Show and Be Unpicked with me, Rob. And me, Sean. And it's week six, Music Week. As always, just got to start with our disclaimer. We are not associated with The Great British Sonby, with Love Productions or with the BBC. This is just a personal podcast where we share our opinions on the show. So, uh, oh, <laughs> well, bef- before we make a start, I just want to give a little apology to our listeners. Uh, so we're a little late this week with the podcast um, in recording because... I work for the NHS and with the bank holiday weekends coming up, I've been working over them, was on a night shift last night. So I just wanted to apologise to everyone who was expecting this episode. Yeah, uh, I do apologise. My shifts came up, got in the way. Hopefully won't happen again next week, but fingers crossed. And at the end of the day, you're getting it for free. So you get it when you get it. <laughs> 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 Unless you want to pay us. <laughs> um, right, Music Week. It's quite a open brief for a week. Did you enjoy it? I did and I didn't. I saw that Our first challenge scared the living daylights out of me, but at the same time, now I really want to make one. Um, the Transformation Challenge, I loved. Absolutely loved that to bits. And, oh, I absolutely fell in love with the Mate Measure. It was such a good challenge. I really wish I got to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of last season when they did the Frida Kahlo and they could really go off mm-hmm. in any direction. It was just about being kind of inspired. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice challenge to have. It's not you have to create an evening gown out of this. It's this is your icon, make something inspired by this person. It doesn't matter whether it's a dress, pantsuit, coat, as long as it's got aspects of that person in it. Yeah, I love those challenges. Yeah, so let's start with challenge one, which is the pattern challenge to create a Parker jacket in four and a half hours using compact weatherproof fabric. Uh, the Parker jacket had to have a fishtail hem with multi-channels, a zip with placket and guard, cording, pockets, a three-piece hood and a snap stud. And the comment from the judges was it was possibly the hardest pattern challenge they've ever set. And to me, it seems like one of the hardest. There was so much to do on this jacket that I just thought, how on earth are they going to get that finished? You know it's terrifying when they sit there and go, oh yeah, this actually might be a really difficult challenge. <laughs> Not, uh, this challenge is going to be a little bit tricky. This is the most challenging pattern we have ever set. Yeah, that's that was worrying. I, it actually scares me for next year. Like, What are we going to get next year on a pattern challenge? Like a corset with like 28 panel pieces that needs to have a 50% reduction in waste and they've got like one hour to make it. It does terrify (laughs) me sometimes. Like, what are they going to come up with next? Yeah, this one did seem particularly cruel. I'm not a massive fan of Parker's, if I'm honest. Um, I've just never really loved that kind of look. But the things that they actually produced, some of them were really nice. 
Yeah, some of them, they produce some really, really awesome bits. Um, some of them didn't work out as well as it could have. Um, but yeah, I think this was really cool. And I don't dislike a Parker. I just don't because I'm such a weird body ratio. I always look shorter than I actually am when I wear a Parker because they always tend to go about mid-thigh on me and it just makes my legs look really tiny. Yeah, I mean we're both not the tallest. No, boys. No, we're up. really not. <laughs> <laughs> These might not be the jackets for us. No, I need like a hip length Parker, if that's such a thing. Make I don't it, think it is. You you could you know hack hack the pattern, make a yeah, version. We'll, we'll see what we can do. So starting off at the bottom of the pack, we've got. Jill, who had produced a parka from a grey camo waterproof fabric that I loved the fabric. I thought it was looked really cool and that would be one that I would have been instantly drawn to. And I think Jill, she likes a bit of camo because she's got some kind of like blue camo dungarees or a, a dungaree dress maybe that she's worn on the show. But there was issues here with the plaque here. It wasn't finished. There were no hems um, on the sleeves. It was a very difficult fabric to work with. It moved independently. And I think it, it looked like it was one of the kind of fabrics that almost kind of gets stuck under the, uh, you know, the yeah. foot of the machine. And yeah there was just a lot of issues here but from a distance it looked really cool and from a distance that would probably be the one that I would most want to wear. This was one of those uh, the biggest issue was the fabric and I think had she had picked a canvas or something that would have flowed a lot smooth a lot more smoothly through the sewing machine she wouldn't have had all the issues that she did but this was one of those fabrics that in theory it's perfect. In practicality, it's the worst thing to use. I mean, we've all done it. We've all looked at something and gone, oh, I really want to make this particular garment out of that fabric. And though it seems like a really sensible and smart thing to do, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I think that's such a common mistake, especially when people start sewing i know i've been sewing for about five years now and a lot of the projects that i've got that have gone wrong have been where i've decided to make something from a fabric that was just not really that appropriate mm -hmm. maybe it's not thick enough or stable enough or you know doesn't have enough stretch or has too much stretch and i've got a pile of projects in the back of the wardrobe where i've thought looked at the pattern and it suggested some fabrics and I've been like well I don't have any denim but I've got this satin or something and um yeah and you finish yeah, the project and then you're like yeah that doesn't work yeah then you realize why they suggested the denim <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah it's it was a genius idea to go for the waterproof because I mean when you want an when you want a coat that's going to survive all weathers, you want something that's going to survive the worst weather we get most commonly in the UK, and that is rain. Um, and so, yeah, it made sense to go for the waterproof, but it is that sticky. I, I think it was like a ripstop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it looked like. And 
I've sewn with ripstop before, but I used it as a lining. So I sandwiched it in all of the layers. So the ripstop didn't actually affect me because it didn't get stuck under the machine. But one of the little tricks that I did learn was apparently if you stick a bit of sellotape under your sewing foot um, and then a bit of sellotape over the feed dogs, it flows through smoother. Okay, that's a good. I haven't good tried tip. it because I just didn't want to get sellotape residue all over my sewing machine. <laughs> but apparently, that is a good trick to use when using sticky fabrics. Okay, that's a good one to try. I think as well, the fabric. If she had had all day or a weekend to do that coat, mm -hmm. then you can take your time. Yeah, and you know you can unpick bits if you need to or you can really make sure everything's lined up and it's perfect but when you've got four and a half hours you don't have the luxury of that um so it is a matter of picking fabrics that i think are easier to work with yeah no i completely agree and this broke my heart because i really love jill and it did scare me a little bit because it's not been going too well. Those that have recently been kind of falling in the bottom have normally been the ones that you go, oh, my God, are we about to lose them? And I really want to see Jill go far. So I was very, very scared after this challenge. Yeah, and we had a bit of a, a shock exit last week. So we just someone from both of our top threes left last week. So, yeah, I really did not want to see Jill go. Yeah. So moving on to sixth place, we have Angela, who had produced a purple Parker, which wasn't quite finished. There were a few bits just not kind of tidied up and done and it wasn't matched up exactly. And she had some issues where she had, I think, was going to put the placket on correctly and then heard other people talking and then changed it. And actually she had it right in the first place. Um, so it was that was a bit of a shame. And I, I think a lot of Angela's problem was just maybe not just working quite fast enough. Yeah, this this was a lot to do in a short space of time. And I loved the fabric she picked. It was a very, very fun, like dark purple canvas. So the material itself was a really, really sensible choice to use. I mean, it looked like a canvas. Yeah, um, I think it I might have been wrong. Um but it was a really sensible fabric to use because it's durable. It's going to survive most weathers. It it was a sensible choice. But yeah, I think also she had a bit of an issue where she sewed something the wrong way, then had to go back and then forgot about a section that was still on the floor. So then she had didn't she kind of thought, oh, well, I've I'm ahead of schedule and then realized that she was behind schedule and yeah i just i don't think there was any deep it sounds horrible i'm i don't mean this in a mean way but i'm struggling to use think of decent words after a night shift um but it's almost like she didn't really plan her time out properly and she didn't make decent use of the time that she had um but she also didn't really plan things properly if that makes sense there were still little bits to go and yeah it was a shame it because i really like angela but it looked good from a distance but yeah there were just so many little issues with this one yeah and i'm sorry i think there was so many different elements to this pattern challenge that i i'd imagine it would be quite hard to 
plan the time out and say, okay, right, well, four and a half hours, it's going to take me, you know, uh, 30 minutes to do the pockets. It's going to take me 15 minutes to do the channel. It's going to take, you know, 25 minutes to do the hood. Because there's so many, I think it, it probably would have been quite tricky for that. And maybe that's kind of was with a little stumbling block for a few of them. Yeah. And like she said, she's, she was never really into Parker. So it's not something that she's ever going to have thought to have made. I mean, most of them, they've never made a Parker anyway. But at least if you made something similar, you've got a rough idea of the time it took you last time to make mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it was it was just a shame. It didn't work out for her. So above Angela, we had Manu who had used a red and white polka dot. It also looked a bit like maybe some kind of canvas or twill or drill or something to me. Yeah, this was cute. I got like proper Minnie Mouse vibes from this. I was getting Minnie Mouse vibes. I And I do normally love a polka dot. I don't know. For me, there was something... I wasn't in love with the fabric on this. Okay. I don't, I don't know what it is because normally I'd be all over this. Um, <laughs> but but it just, when it was finished, I just was like, oh, it's not, it's not floating my boat. Yeah. I mean, it was like me with Steve's uh, leopard print dress. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm a lover of the leopard print, but that one just wasn't doing it for me. We all have those days sometimes... The thing that we love the most just doesn't fill us with the love at the time. Yeah, on paper, I should have loved it. But in reality, I didn't. And I don't know why. But it it looked fine. It just had it had some raw edges here and there. Um, But apart from that, it looked all right. Like even, you know, fairly close up. It didn't look that unfinished to me. No, there were just a couple of little details. It was just... A couple of the edges that needed doing, um, but it, uh, it, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute, and she did really well. Uh, it's just, yeah, this was a bit of a tough challenge, and it. I think now that we're down to the six, and it's just going to get smaller and smaller. The judges are going to be picking up on those finer details a whole lot more, and yeah, I, I just don't think. I mean, I don't think this was really anyone's challenge to be honest because no one had experience with it um i think some people were just a bit more fortunate that it worked out in their favor yeah i think this one definitely favored some of the faster sewers yeah um so moving into the top we've got in third place we had annie who'd used a green fabric with red highlights there was red cord in there and zipper um but there was a couple of minor, just minor issues. I think the popper either wasn't on properly or Esme with her superhuman strength ripped off. Yeah, I don't think it was actually... I think it was on on one side of it, but not on the other. Um, and Annie was really struggling with that fabric punch from what we could see. Um, but yeah, I've, I like this one. I mean, I got Oasis... It's that classic Parker colour. I love that she did the contrast cord with it. It looked good. It, Yeah, it was just those little details that... I mean, it was it was the missing popper and she also had a bit of an issue with the zip. Things weren't lining up properly. The placket wasn't lining up properly. The zipper guard wasn't lining up properly. 
but yeah, I it again, it was one of those ones from a distance. It looked really, really good. It was just when you got up to the final little details, that's where it let her down. But she did well. Yeah, and I think it was it was a really smart idea to use that red pop because mm-hmm. it, it took the classic Parker look and just kind of elevated a little bit. Yeah. I like when someone takes on quite a classic um, look and then just gives it a twist. Mm-hmm. You know, puts like a really bright line in something or, you know, or adds a little bit of colour blocking on somewhere that maybe you weren't yeah. expecting. I love it when people do that. So well done, Annie. And then in second place, we had Christian, who had used a grey and kind of off-white. It looked a little bit like denim or something to me yeah i i was getting like a kind of like heavy cotton drill um mm. or a canvas i it's a bit hard to tell and they didn't really say what it was no there wasn't I mean, they might have and i just missed it but it's um yeah i thought this looked really really good like really good maybe not the right color for a jacket that you're going to be wearing out in all weathers because I imagine this coat is going to look filthy if you go out on a muddy walk. Um, but yeah, I I really, really liked it. I don't really have much to say. It was just the placket that was the only issue for him. Yeah, I, I'm going to um, agree totally. Uh, I, I thought it was really cool and I thought it looked really chic and high end. And it was definitely giving me kind of, I don't know, Chanel or you know an aspirational brand feel to it and I definitely think you're right this isn't the coat for somebody who lives in the countryside that's going out on country hikes this is the coat for somebody who lives in London Manchester Edinburgh somewhere and they never really go out into the countryside but that's the jacket that they you know wear to work or you know pottering around town kind of thing it was very crisp and clean and the lines were really sharp and it looked like it'd be really well pressed as he had been making it so Mm -hmm. i i thought he did so well i thought it was great yeah this was definitely a very very good sew and i'm really enjoying it because as he's the last male left in the competition i really want to see him get to the final and Christian as well, he's really made second place uh, his, his area now. He always seems to be the bridesmaid and never the bride. Yeah. So come on, Christian. I mean, it doesn't help when you've got Pat and Perfect Brogan all the time. <laughs> but it would be, uh, you know what? I'm happy that he's in second place because at least he's in the top three. Exactly. It's a good place to be. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd rather consistently be second than consistently be like sixth or seventh. Yeah, definitely. So talking about Brogan, we come to first place and Brogan had picked a traditional olivey army green uh, fabric. It was very neat. It was excellently sewn as everything she does. She, I think, is a very fast and confident sewer. You don't really ever see her kind of unpicking things. um, And she just seems to really get her foot down on that pedal and get cracking. I do have a theory about Brogan now. <laughs> um, I think Brogan's a robot. <laughs> because everything comes up perfect. And I'm starting to get 
Do you remember the film? That, oh, I think it was a remake with Glenn Close, Nicole Kidman, uh, Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. I think she's one of those robots. <laughs> she's, all, she's always pristine. Her sewing is impeccable. She's ridiculously polite. You never hear her say a bad word. You never hear her get stressed out. I think she's a robot. Maybe she's made by Singer or Brother. Could be. Could be. Or Janome. <laughs> never know. They might. They, she might be the new sewing machine. <laughs> and uses a sewing machine. Um, so, conspiracy theories aside, this was a very fantastic coach. Yeah. I wonder if when she gets it back, whether she's going to be wearing it or giving it to the the is it boyfriend or husband for him to be wearing? Uh, we'll go with partner. That's the safe. Bet. Oh yeah, there we go. Partner. Whether she'll be <laughs> giving it to partner to wear because it was just beautifully done. It would be a shame yeah. if that goes in a cupboard or something. Somebody should definitely be wearing that. Yeah, someone definitely should. And um, yeah, pattern perfect. Brogan again, just amazing sewing. Like no, we have nothing more to say. No, I literally cannot think of anything else to say. Well Just done, Pat and Perfect Brogan. Well done, Brogan. So moving on to the transformation challenge, which was to take some old denim and shirts and make a stage outfit for a country western singer. They'd also produced extras for the haberdashery with rhinestones and iron-on stars and floral motifs. So as a challenge, what did you think of this? I thought this was quite an interesting one and it made me think of poor Damien, um, <laughs> Mr. Haberdashery. Like, and they're literally told, you can only use the fabrics we've supplied, but you're allowed to take whatever you want from the haberdashery. And this is one of those times that literally you can just take whatever you want um, and yeah, it just made me think of him. It made me chuckle, but I loved, love, love this pattern. Like, I love a bit of country music. I have a whole playlist on my phone that I love to listen to. I have a bit of Dolly, a bit of Shania. Um, yeah, I, I love a bit of country music. So this made me happy. And there were some outfits that I just loved on this challenge. They were so so good. Me too. I thought it was. I thought it was a, a good challenge because you had to produce something that was wearable, but also because it had to have stage presence. You it forced you to go over the top and to do something that you wouldn't do normally on clothing. Like I think a lot of the um, sewers there maybe would dress quite conservatively in real life. Mm-hmm. But gave them the opportunity to you know i'm gonna stick fringe on this or bling on this whatever so it is it is quite a fun one to see people using that creative side of their brain and and coming up with something so yeah i thought it was great do you know what Um, you you would have done if you'd been on there i don't still now no not unless i had the fabrics there but i probably would have been channeling a bit of dolly parton so something that's quite classic, but also quite a bit booby, because we all know our blessed Dolly Parton is very busty in that department. Yeah, I probably would have been trying to channel a bit of Dolly somewhere, maybe a bit of Shania. Sadly, there wasn't any leopard print going. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think those were the two that I probably would have been trying to channel the most. But I have not a clue. But one of my favourite bits was the fact that everyone went for booby stars. Oh, you've got to. Yeah, it just made me chuckle. It was like, when I heard one of them doing it, I was like, okay, fine. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, and another one with booby stars. Oh, and another one with booby stars. And I was like, geez, has everyone done booby stars on this? Did someone just randomly say booby stars and everyone went, oh, I've got to put booby stars on it. <laughs> I would have also been one of those people. I think I'd have produced something a little yeah, bit. Like I, I probably would have done the same. I'm just being a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> but yeah, I probably would have done the exact same thing. So talking about what they did, we've got in seventh place, we've got Annie, who had, she had a really strong start with a double denim um, top to her dress. Uh, but then she added this kind of burgundy detail down the side. And then it had kind of like a little burgundy ruffle. Um, so I think from the chest up, this was a really strong look. I thought mm -hmm. that looked great fantastic but then i think from the chest down it kind of let the whole look down a bit yeah i i do agree i do feel like someone else should have been in sixth place for this one though Seventh. um i i kind of felt angela's was a little bit weaker than annie's okay i feel like annie transformed her garments more Whereas Angela's, I mean, we'll talk more about it when we get to Angela, but there were just certain aspects of Angela's where I just thought it still looks like what it was before. Um, I just, I did feel like Annie's was a bit stronger. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like the burgundy godet down the side. It didn't feel necessary. Chest up, it was perfect. Everything below the chest just didn't really feel very necessary. I think maybe had she done like a crop top and some shorts, it would have looked really, really cute. But yeah, I I wasn't really getting country music star from it. Uh, well, particularly from Chest Down. It just didn't give me country vibes. No, I think Chest Down was giving me like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And Jess Up was giving me the, the country western. So we mentioned Angela there. So in sixth place, we had Angela, who had produced a... It was kind of like an almost high-neck um, dress. Um, or was it top and skirt? I think it was a whole dress. Yeah. I just put high-neck, halter, strappy dress. Yeah, I... I haven't really got a lot of notes this. I, I put down it looked a bit mumsy to me. I think my biggest issue was, is particularly from the back, it just looked like a pair of denim jeans. Uh, okay, yeah. And, and that's where I felt like Annie had done more for the transformation because at least she took apart her garments and made something new but with Angela's from the back, that dress just looked like a pair of jeans. And that's where it kind of let me down. And I get that she was using the belt loops to do all the strap detail and stuff. But I just didn't enjoy it. And it just looked a bit clumsy. 
it didn't look very fitting um and even if it wasn't supposed to fit it didn't look very well draped i mean denim's hard to drape anyway but yeah i just didn't enjoy this one at all i do feel like annie should have been ahead of angela yeah this this is not angela's best work i don't think uh, no definitely seen her do better things than this so moving on to fifth place we have manyi who had i thought this had been judged a little bit harshly to be honest um it was a denim jacket with a sp- star motif and the sleeves were from a pair of kind of flared jeans which had a kind of flower uh motif on them and she'd added fringe into the sleeves and I thought this was actually quite a cool look for like an alternative country and western singer on stage I didn't like this (laughs) I really did not you the bit don't get me wrong it was a really really clever construction but the sleeves were massively long um, and as we all know, your classic bit of country music is the acoustic guitar. So it was just one of those where I just thought, nah, those sleeves are just going to get in the way. They look really, really hard to roll up. I think the concept was really, really good. And I thought actually that kind of denim blazer could be really sexy, put a bit of fringe on it. She could have really given it a whole kind of very smart western feel very smart country feel but i didn't get country from it at all if anything i got the beatles okay yeah i see yeah i see yeah i see where you got from that and that's where i kind of went okay um also can i just say how does man you not know what country music is <laughs> How? It's not everyone's bag. Yeah, but still, if if you say country music, everyone has an idea of country music. I mean, Dolly Parton, come on. Um, yeah, when she just went, yeah, I don't know what country music is. I was like, oh god, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a hard <laughs> challenge for you. Um, but yeah, I I wasn't a fan. The construction was great. I thought it was a really clever idea. It could have worked really, really well. I just, the sleeves were too long for my liking. Okay. Well, we will agree to disagree on that. So in third place, we have Christian, who had produced a mustard front tie top uh, with rose applique detail and fringe, and then a skirt with fringe. I thought this was super cute. This should have been in first place for me. Oh, controversial. This, I thought this was ridiculously well executed. Um, It was really cute. I could see it being worn at festivals, on stage. I thought this was adorable. And you know what? I, I got Beauty and the Beast goes country from this. Okay. Just the colour palette and the fact that it was the yellow top with the red roses on it. I was getting proper bell from Beauty and the Beast, but she's gone on holiday and become a country music star. <laughs> um, I loved, love, love this. And 
as much as the top three were really, really good, I felt like this, if anything, again, should have fallen in second place. But I, I do I do feel like this deserved first place. I will agree. I think I'd written down here that I thought this should have been second place, not third. Um, because I, I also agree. I think this is a super cute look that a lot of... Um, young women would want to wear definitely kind of you know uh, festival and coachella and stuff like that but also i could see you know taylor swift fans wanting to wear something like this i thought it was super cute i could see it on a on a young country and western singer performing um yeah i yeah it was great it was fantastic and yeah i i think it should have been up higher definitely second i don't know if i'd go first but definitely second okay so looking at who did get second we've got brogan who had produced a red and blue kind of halter top with a denim skirt i i really i liked it i i did i really liked it but for me i had issues with the potential of side boob happening quite mm-hmm. easily yeah no i, I fitting wise i think there could have been some issues it was definitely going to need to be worn by someone who was a little bit more flat-chested or required a lot of booby tape um, because, yeah, there was risk of side boob going on there. Um, yeah, it was cute. It was well executed. Wasn't my favourite out of the top three. Yeah, I've I've not really got any more to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have personally, if I was the judges, I think I would have put this in third. And I would have liked Brogan to have added a strap just on the sides, just even if it was just fairly thin strap, just to go around the back and tie in like yeah. a bow or something, just to for that added security. Yeah. Um, because I just felt that that was a little bit too loose and billowy and there was mm-hmm. going to be thoughts of accidents there so yeah for me that was definitely third place not second so moving on to first place we've got jill who had produced a denim halter top and skirt um she kind of split the jeans to produce the skirt um there was the star boobs going on there was fringe frill I thought it looked really cool. I thought it was very Dolly Parton. I love me some Dolly Parton. Me and Dolly Parton share our birthday. 19th of January, if anyone wants to send me Oh, that is not fair. Yeah, me and Dolly. I don't even know who I share my birthday with. Like, uh, let me have a look. What's it's a dangerous that? game to play, Sean, because you can look up and there can be great people. And then you're like, oh, and also Adolf Hitler or someone. <laughs> yeah, knowing my luck, it wouldn't be. <laughs> Yeah, I. this made me happy because I was worried for Jill at the beginning with the last pattern for her to come in first place. It saved her backside, so I was really happy. I thought this was cute. Proper got Dolly Parton vibes. Booby Stars got an A-plus from me. I love the pleats. I love the fact that she used that kind of check just for the little details, so we got that little ruffle effect in it. Still feel like Christian should have come first, but I was so, so happy for Jill in this one. But I do want to have a little shout out because um, as we always do, the top three, bottom three, 
um, and we're at the top seven now. Um, yep. I do feel a little bit bad for Deborah because she fell smack bang in the middle of both of these. <laughs> and much as pom poms do not scream country and western to me, I did think hers was really, really cute. Yes, I thought Deborah's, and I, I agree, it, poor Deborah, because she fell forth in both transformations, in both transformation and in the uh, first challenge. I was like, oh, we're not mentioning Deborah at all for this yeah. podcast. It, it, it's been Deborah quiet so far. Yeah, but I did, I, I will agree with you. Her look was very cute. Um, again, not sure about pom pom for country and western, but you know, who knows? There's, there probably is outfits out there like that. I personally, I have a real um, hatred for rickrack. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I don't know why, but like physically, I've you know been in hobbycraft or whatever and seen rickrack, and I recoil in horror. And whenever I see someone so rickrack on something, it immediately puts me off. Uh, for people who are not familiar with what rickrack is, it's a um it's a trim that is really wobbly it's like a zigzag kind of trim that people sew on um i just have a, a phobia of rickrack i am not here for it fair enough oh and to uh solve uh answer the question nicole kidman and i share a birthday oh, okay i see Both born on the 20th of june so i'm happy with that not seeing Adolf Hitler so far. <laughs> that makes me happy. And I'm not seeing any weird serial killers or anything. So I'm 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 happy so far. <laughs> um so let's get back to Jill's uh transformation. Yeah. This was one of the transformations that I could definitely see on stage. Mm-hmm. I thought that it had that wow factor that you could see a performer in this, like if if there had just been some uh, western boots there and a stetson with a star on the front that would have completed that look and it would have been ready to go yeah it was cute as hell right so the final challenge is the mater measure where our contestants had five and a half hours to produce a bowie inspired outfit uh, David Bowie being a British cultural icon and they could really do whatever they wanted here. They could take something quite literally and look at a look that he'd worn over his career and kind of recreate that with a twist. They could take elements from a song. So some of them took lyrics from particular songs and interpreted it in how they thought it meant and how it tied into their lives. So this was really a hugely wide open brief for them um did you have any ideas what you might do if you were on this week i i think i probably would have gone down a ziggy stardust sort of line um i mean there's the classic blue blazer um i think i would have had to have done something with the lightning bolt Yes. Um, because, I mean, it's the lightning bolt that screams David Bowie. Oh, I don't know. It's a hard one because he's just got so many iconic looks. And, yeah, I love this. And you know what? Since watching this on Wednesday, I have had David Bowie on repeat in my headphones. Like, walking to work, walking around work on my break, on my break. Um yeah, 
I've just non stopped. I've not stopped listening to David Bowie the whole time. Even on my commutes, I've had Bowie on repeat just because this just made me feel so inspired. Oh, that's really cute. We growing up, we were not a Bowie kind of household. So I knew of some of the big songs, you know, from the radio and stuff. Um, but I wasn't super familiar with you know, maybe the lesser known tracks. Um, I did a bit of Googling after uh, and just some of his outfits were so fashion forward and ahead of their time and incredible, Um, really just amazing and really gender bending and gender breaking in the way that he was wearing things, stuff that other men wouldn't even ever consider wearing and he was you know wearing skin tight you know cat suits and essentially like uh shirt dresses and just sequins and amazing stuff totally amazing growing up what i did kind of first come into contact with barry was was um labyrinth yeah which was a favorite movie of me and my sisters growing up and God, we must have watched it a lot and could probably quote quite a lot of that movie. Uh, <laughs> so I think if I'd been on this week, I probably would have done something based around that kind of 80s era, um, Barry, and something inspired by some of his outfits from from the movie. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I loved Labyrinth. Also, used to scare me a little bit just running <laughs> through the snake that bit always freaked me out because i really don't like snakes um yeah i think i would have had to have gone down a ziggy stardust sort of look um i mean bowie's always been quite a big thing in my house anyway um and all of my friends have grown up with it so yeah it was it's always been quite a prominent feature growing up for me so yeah, I oh, I love this challenge. I also wanted to, before we start talking about uh, each individual one, I wanted to highlight something that Manny said um, that I thought was really important and uh, should be mentioned, where she was saying that from the song Rebel Rebel, um, that there was some lyrics from there which said... Uh, something like uh mother's in a 12 she doesn't know if you're a boy or a girl and Banyu said that you shouldn't let your gender stop you from wearing whatever you want and it's such an important thing to say to people that you know if you want to wear something if you want to make something uh don't let anyone else say to you you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't wear that because that's not for boys or that's not for girls if you want to do it do it yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. And I mean, that's one of the things that was so iconic about Bowie is he did not care at all. And really, he was a bit of a fashion rebel. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can list quite a few British musicians that really kind of paved the way for that gender bending F you to... Uh, your kind of gender norms on fashion and they really kind of paved their way for so many people now to be able to wear what they want to wear and yeah 
I, I, yeah, I salute Bowie. I, I think he's an icon that was gone too soon. He was just an absolutely amazing, inspiring person, whether it was art, music, fashion, or just changing your hair colour and wanting to be that bright, vibrant ginger with really pale makeup. I Yeah, it was amazing. I want to be sat on a balcony with uh, David Bowie and Esme Young um, watching the Notting Hill Carnival. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, that... I mean, Esme Young really likes to name drop, doesn't she? Oh, she's had a live. Yeah, like... It was what the celebrity Christmas one. She'd name dropped the fact that she'd been to Cher's house. She sat on a balcony with David Bowie. It's like, come on, Esme, who don't you know? She knows. She knows everyone. She does, and she just likes rubbing it in everyone's faces. <laughs> I I think she's actually got a book out that came out. I think about a month or two ago, and that might be going on my Christmas list. Yeah. And- I think it's Esme Young behind the scenes. So I'm hoping that it's got a lot of those other stories where she's worked on movies and, you know, celebrity parties and all that kind of good stuff. That sounds like a good book. That might have to go on my list as well. (laughs) Someone also has a birthday coming up, so you never know. Mm, Cool. Yeah, that sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start talking about the outfit. So if we go alphabetically... First of all, we have Angela, who had produced a rainbow needle cord kind of coat dress. It was inspired by the song um, Dance Magic Dance from Labyrinth. Um, it had black cuffs and collar and detail there. I thought it looked like it was well made, but I didn't get it. I just didn't get the Bowie inspiration and I think it was definitely what kind of Patrick had said that it was just the wrong choice of fabric yeah this is the actual coat itself ignoring the fabric was a good choice um, because it was labyrinth it bordered on that steampunk element um yeah, I just think when she said she just picked the fabric because she liked it, it kind of went to show that she didn't look at it and went, oh, yeah, no, that screams Bowie. Um, I mean, she could have really mixed it up and done that coat with the labyrinth inspiration, but made it out of that iconic blue. Um, it's taken a bit of inspiration from that blue uh, suit look that Bowie's famous for it was really well constructed and I got the idea behind it but the only thing that vaguely gave me any Bowie was the black panel on the front of the jacket yeah agreed it was the it was that black panel on the cuffs with the yeah almost like the military inspired um kind of button and and the almost was it like froglets almost I think so yeah it would that definitely gave me Bowie, and if she'd used a different fabric, that could have been really fantastic. But yeah. it was that kind of rainbowy stripe fabric; just was not. It give, was a very it, cutesy mum mumsy fabric. It wasn't a Bowie fabric at all. 
Yeah, even if it had been in like a metallic silver or, you know, like a shiny black or yeah. something. But just, yeah, that was that was a bit of a shame. It really was. So moving on to Annie. Annie had gone for the song Fashion from the 1980s and she had taken this into a power dressing uh, blazer jacket, which was asymmetric. Uh, it looked to me like it was the same pattern that Serena had used from last series where she had produced like a Villanelle style dress and she had issues because it kind of bubbled where she'd interfaced it. Um, Annie had done it in a metallic blue fabric, which I thought was absolutely stunning. And I thought the the whole look looked really cool. And I could see girls wearing that to really cool parties in like, you know, South London or something. Yeah, there's definitely strong similarities between Annie's and uh, Serena's. Um, but oh my God, I love this. I... I love a blazer dress. I think it's such an iconic garment. It has that strong masculine feel from the blazer, but the sultry sexiness of it being a cocktail dress. And this made me so freaking happy. Um, Yeah, I have nothing to say apart from I loved this so, so much. Yeah, me too. I thought it was just really beautiful. I thought it was uh, totally on brief. It was giving me Bowie, but also it was giving me kind of a, a dress that people would wear. It wasn't costumey. It was actually fashion. Yeah, it really was. It was pure fashion. The colour was amazing. The fact that she had buttons that matched the fabric... Oh, it was just, yeah. I I love this so much, Annie. It was fantastic. So moving on to the next person, we've got Brogan, who had used Let's Dance as her inspiration and produced a party dress from a metallic brocade blue fabric. It had pleated sleeves. To me, it looked like it was beautifully sewn really beautifully sewn um i agree with what the judges said that the waist up was so impeccably done and um looked really structural and really fashion but then the, it from the waist down it was just kind of a, like a plain skirt bottom that could have been she could have done something extra with that i feel yeah, I I completely agree with the judges on it. I also didn't I I didn't really get massive Bowie vibes from it either. I got nice party dress from it, but I was kind of struggling a little bit. I mean, she said like her main bit of inspiration was the fact that he used to wear these oversized shirts with the massive puffy sleeves on it. Um it was cute. It wasn't my favourite, mostly because unless you told me it was a David Bowie-inspired garment, I probably wouldn't have got that it was David Bowie-inspired. 
Yeah, I see that now. I I don't think I'd put two and two together and had thought about that. I agree that if somebody had shown me a picture of that dress and said, which musical icon is this inspired by? I probably wouldn't have said David Bowie first. Um, so, yeah, I agree there. That that was an issue. And she had said that she it was the oversized shirts and blazers. So maybe she could have done like an oversized shirt dress yeah um using that fabric and um looked at some of the pictures of some of the shirts that he'd worn and adapt them into like a shirt dress for um her model that would have been quite cool i think i think she also sort of fell in the same issue as angela did where she had an idea and she liked it and then tried to make the idea fit the brief rather than having an a, a, an idea that was actually fitting the brief, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that like, does that makes total sense. Yeah, and it's I, I think it's happened quite a lot where people have gone, they've got this idea in their head and they try and try and try to make it fit the brief and it doesn't always work. Whereas they some whereas others like Annie looked at it, they went, right, okay, that's my inspiration. That's the David Bowie iconic blue blazer jacket suit combo. Um and then she's taken that inspiration, she's looked at the brief and she's designed something based on the brief. Yeah. Oh. I just, it wasn't my favourite. It was impeccably sewn. It was dead cute, but I didn't get Bowie vibe. I did yeah. not get it. Yeah, me too. So that, it was nice, but um, but yeah, let's move on to Christian, who had produced a Lycra catsuit with one leg and one arm. It was from the 1970s kind of Bowie era. It was in red and blue. Um, it, I thought it was fun. It was giving me some very superhero vibes, especially with the cape. Yeah, I I got superhero first. I got the nod to Bowie. It wasn't my favourite out the lot. And again, it's one of those, unless you told me it was Bowie inspired, I probably wouldn't have automatically picked up Bowie from it. Um, I would have got superhero costume um i got where he was going i got that he was inspired by that cat suit that bowie wore that was missing the arm and the leg from it um so it was very it was quite a revealing cat suit it wasn't my favorite thing and it was also a little bit snug yeah there was a little bit of hungry bum going on there yeah. so that um that crotch just needed to be extended i think an inch or so yeah. and that would have probably sorted that out but then that's another really difficult that's a really difficult measurement to have to do especially if you've been given the model's measurements and they've probably given them uh, bust waist hips and yeah hump. so they probably haven't given them a crotch measurement yeah and then for okay. him to actually get there and then really you don't know that it's going to be off until she's tried it on yeah and at that point if you've it's got the five and a half hours, 
it's too late if you've got five and a half hours it's yeah. too late to redo that so yeah. um i don't think he could really be marked down for that i think that no. that's just that would be just kind of impossible to have that if it'd been a perfect fit there then it probably would have been quite fluky to be honest um anyway so that was christian uh, deborah is up next who was inspired by ashes to ashes and she produced a two-piece trouser suit in a purple brocard fabric it had a removable feather collar which i thought was quite a good idea um so you can dress the look up or down for parties or whatever or turn up to the party with it on and then when the feathers annoy you after an hour you can take it off yeah i thought this was typical deborah very very classy chic elegant well-tailored i could see that for sale in the window of a high-end women's clothing shop um yeah i thought it was stunning it, it wasn't giving me huge david bowie vibes i don't think personally but i thought it was a beautifully made outfit see i got the nod to ashes their ashes to ashes music video and i thought this was really really clever because she's taken something that's a bit more obscure bowie um and she's worked with it and i thought this was really really good I really, really liked it. I loved the choice of fabrics. Again, it was classic Deborah. It was high-end. It looked really smart. It's something you, that you could have seen someone wearing at a formal works do. But yeah, I got the nod to Bowie with it. And I really, really like this. This was one of my, one of my favourites. Yeah, I think Deborah, if you ever want to change career, she could definitely have like set up her own boutique because oh, definitely her outfits are always so just chic and classy and the yeah. kind of thing I think a lot of women would want to wear. Yeah, I could definitely see her starting a smart party line for women who don't necessarily want to wear a cocktail dress, but want to wear something smart, but still sexy and elegant. Definitely, yeah. So we've got Jill next, who had produced um, a blue... It was a blue sequin dress with a red and yellow underskirt, and it was inspired by a famous blue bodysuit that uh, David Bowie wore with flames on the legs. Um, I thought it was a clever idea. I definitely got the nod to Bowie instantly, like in a second. I thought it looked like it was well sewn and sewing fab uh, fabrics like those sequins is not easy. Um, I did agree with what Esme said, that the whole thing could have been brought up just a couple inches so that you could mm -hmm. see the ball all the way around the bottom which I thought when she did that when she kind of hiked it up a few inches I thought oh yeah that's that's what it yeah. that really did show it off and made it look much nicer but I thought she did really well there was a couple fit issues it could have been brought yeah I think the bodice could have been brought in quite a bit just above the waist but apart from that I thought it was a really cool dress I absolutely adored but i also got a bit of marilyn monroe vibe from it 
which okay. I didn't hate. I it was almost as if like I mean I can't help but feel I've almost already seen it, but it was almost like someone's done a pop-up collab of taking a classic picture of Marilyn Monroe but giving it that Ziggy Stardust effect. I thought this was amazing. I was a little bit worried when she started hacking away at the netting to make it have a bit more of a flamey effect. I felt maybe had she had scrunched up the netting and maybe tacked bits into place so it wasn't all on the same level and just gave the dress a bit more volume. That might have been a bit more effective. I was. It always makes me worry when someone's like, yeah, I'm now going to hack away at my dress. I'm like, okay, just take it easy though. Don't just go it all in. Scissors ablaze with cutting bits off. But I, I love this. I got the nod to Bowie. I thought it was dead cute. It was well done. I I love this one. I really, really love this one. My top three for this challenge was Jill, Deborah and Annie. Okay, yeah. I think I'd probably agree with that. Um, going back to what you were saying about um, maybe tacking the tool up at different points instead of hacking it, I think you hit on a good point there. I, I think that might have been a safer and more maybe elegant way of doing it it worries me as well when people hack away at like the bottom of a dress or something and they're like oh i'm just gonna have like rough edges here it it makes me think that it's gonna stray into a costume mm-hmm. rather than being you know like a wearable piece yeah. of clothing that it then becomes very costumey fancy dress and I'm like oh that kind of puts me off a little bit it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to um, when I saw the final piece um, and I thought it it did give that kind of flame look but yeah that was a clever idea that you said about maybe tacking it just up with a few little stitches here and there it was definitely a safer option especially as when you start hacking away you always run the risk of hacking too much at something um, and then, as we all know, once you cut a fabric, you can't uncut it. Nope. So lastly, we've got Man Yi, who had produced a, a boxy jacket with a tall skirt. It had a yellow T-shirt on as well, which I'm not sure if she made the yellow T-shirt or if that was like model's own. Um, they didn't really mention that. Um, it was a fully lined jacket with jet pockets and it had a tiger print on a red fabric um i really loved the idea of this in the end it didn't quite tick all my boxes i think i wanted the jacket to be a bit boxier or the skirt to be a bit uh, just a little bit shorter and fuller um but it was so much work to do a fully lined jacket on sewing bee in five and a half hours. I, I don't know how she managed that. That's insane. Like if I was going to be doing a fully lined jacket, I'd be like, you know, spending two weekends uh, all day, every day working on that. I, I mean, it's an incredible amount of work. It was an incredible amount of work and the sewing was really good. But again, I feel like she had the idea and tried to make it fit to the Bowie theme. I didn't get Bowie. If anything, I kind of got more 80s Madonna rather than Bowie from it. Um, And I loved the idea that she was trying to go for that kind of 
playing on gender, going by inspired by the lyric, but I I just didn't really get Bowie from it. But the construction itself was really, really good. The amount of work she puts in, and she never plays it safe when it comes to a made to measure. She always likes to go that extra step. Yeah. But I just felt like design wise, I wasn't, it didn't tick that Bowie box for me. Yeah, agreed. There was just something a little bit off. I can't quite put my finger on it. But Manny is the kind of person that is really pushing herself and saying you know what I'm not going to do something easy I'm going to challenge myself I'm going to do a fully lined jacket I'm going to do this I'm going to do a difficult pattern and hats off to her like that's incredible for you know going on TV and attempting something that would scare the living daylights out of me you know normally so well done Manny that's amazing yeah, she definitely deserves all of the praise for the amazing sewing that she does. But I just felt like this time round, we were focused on what we wanted to make and we forgot about the brief. That yeah. is my only critique of the whole thing. Yeah, so maybe just not quite on brief enough. So Garment of the Week went to Annie. Do you agree with that? 100%. Me too. I really, I really like that. Laser I think the bit that I loved the most was that she didn't go over the top with it either. She kept it simple, and that is what I think really won it was the fact that it was just so elegant looking and so simple, and but so stylish. Yeah, it was it was such a great jacket. It really was. Um, yeah, loved that. And unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to Angela, which was quite sad. I feel like she's kind of the mum of the group. Yeah, and I am really sad to see Angela go because I just think she was absolutely adorable. She's an amazing sewer. Like she said, she's a bit of an old school sewer as well, so... She really enjoyed being surrounded by people with new ideas. And yeah, it's a shame to see her go. But I think out of everyone this week, she struggled the most. Um, and now that we're getting down to the, the top six, it is going to be those little details that are really going to show people up. So everything needs to be on point all of the time. Yeah, it's getting really tough now. We're getting to that part part of the show where we're getting down to some really fantastic sewers and it's like who who's gonna go next because they're all really great yep definitely and yeah it's it's sad to see her go but yeah i felt it would have been unfair for someone else to go this week yeah agreed so who is in your top three sean so i've got jill because I really want to see Jill to the end of this show. Um, Christian and my top, my third place, I'm really struggling a little bit with because I can see the three of these women making it there. Um, but I have actually put Deborah in third place. 
Um, just because this week, particularly that Bowie garment, I just thought was absolutely amazing. And she's a really talented, fantastic sewer. Um, yeah, so my top three has had a little bit of a shift around. By a little bit of a shift around, you mean a complete change? <laughs> Just a smidge. Like, only, like, a teeny tiny amount. It's not changed that drastically, really. Um, they were always sort of in my top three anyway, because, you know, <laughs> it, like, from day one, I have my top 12. It's like, yeah, no, it. yes, I'll admit it's had a complete change around. But, <laughs> yeah, I... I just think this week, Manny, though her sewing game has been strong, she's not really stuck to the brief. And I am a little bit worried that though she is a very skilled sewer, she's not really meeting the criteria that the judges are asking for. Um, Brogan, again, talented sewer, but... I just kind of felt like she had an idea and tried to make it fit rather than making an I having an idea that actually fit the brief. Um, yeah. Those are my top three. Well, my top threes now um, haven't changed quite as much as yours, but I am still saying, I think uh, Brogan, Manu, and I think Deborah. I would really love to see, I mean, I, I like all of them. Um, I'd really love to see Christian in the final. Who knows what's going to happen? Because, you know, if you have a bad week, you're gone um, now. And it's really trying to pick very fine details between them. And I'd love to see Christian in there representing the the men's sewers and the, you know, the, the gay sewers, uh, the, our community. So I'd love to see him in the final, but I'm not sure whether he'll get there or not although okay he, i think he is an amazing sewer but yeah it's i think to be honest i think any of these top six could end up in the final yeah oh definitely definitely um so next week uh is my favorite week because it's the one thing i tend to do the most it's laundry and sleepwear week yes i am not uh very skilled at this area so this it will be something interesting for me yeah uh, I mean this is my favorite week this is also the week that I criticized a few years ago when I myself applied for sewing bee um and I think this was probably the reason why I didn't get into sewing bee. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is so a few years ago they did the uh, corset challenge, um, and what they essentially produced was a fairly all right corset. And yeah, they asked me, oh, if there was ever a challenge that you thought you could have done better on, what was it? And I went on an absolute rant about this one and then had to stop myself and went, uh, bad timing, Sean. Probably not the best time to go on a rant about this one. But yeah, so pattern challenge. It's a bra and pants combo. I saw quite a bit of lace in the little teaser that we got. So, and Esme pulling pants down to have a look at gussets because... <laughs> Yeah, she, I mean, I know it's a mannequin, but she could at least ask first before she starts <laughs> pulling pants down. 
Um, the transformation challenge looked like they had to do something with the pajama set. Don't know. Could be interesting. It'll be be interesting to see what they're asked to make out of a pajama set. I kind of some look like pajamas, some look like just general loungewear. And the made-to-measure looked like a men's pajama. So that could be interesting. Yeah, they've they've done uh, pajamas, um, silk pajama, years and years and years ago in like series three or four, I think. I remember them doing like a pajama set with piping on. Yeah. In like silk or something. That was quite a while ago. I remember that being quite tricky. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. That it will. I am very much looking forward to it. So... Final things just to say, if you have enjoyed listening to our take on Sewing Bee, feel free to rate us and leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy it, you're probably still not listening at this point. And don't write anything because, as Mother said, if you're not getting anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Unless you're me and (laughs) Bobby and your mouth goes off before your brain does. But yeah, no, please give us a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. Um, Help to spread us about a bit more as well. We're getting more listeners. So, um, and as we discovered a couple of weeks ago, uh, we've even got the current Sewing Bee contestants listening to us uh, because Marnie responded to uh, my comment about her slagging off leopard print. Um, which was completely awkward because uh, I just went completely starstruck and didn't even register that she was apologising to us. But yeah, please share us, mention us to your friends, leave us a little review, um, and I will just apologise in advance for the fact that you've had to listen to my voice. I really do apologise. I listened to the podcast the other week and I had to turn it off because the sound of my own voice made me cringe. Um, <laughs> but thank you, everyone, who has actually listened to our podcast and actually put up with my voice. It's appreciated. Well, I won't ask you to edit it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would just be a lot of one-sided conversations, <laughs> you talking and then asking questions and then moving on to the next question. <laughs> Right then, we'd better wrap this up. So, thanks for listening. And it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.